0: Welcome to episode 35 of Therese Talk. I'm your host Therese Maine. By day, I co-host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster. If you're a woman like me who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. How have you been feeling lately? kind of gray, sort of moody, maybe monochromatic. Carol McLeod has a book and a conference called Vibrant, and she's going to help us live the full spectrum for God. How can we live vibrant when we're feeling so meh?
1: Yeah, you know, so vibrant is an interesting word, isn't it? Especially in the times we're living in. I love to observe people. I love to watch people especially women going through hard times in life. And When I was people watching one day, I thought to myself, why is this group of women like filled with joy and hope and peace, and their circumstances stink, and why is there this other group of women who just sort of slog through life? And so I began to dig into scripture, as you know, you and I both love to do, to just discover the secret, what it means to live vibrantly, even when you don't like your life. So what is the key? Being a Christian isn't rocket science. So I can just tell you that the key is falling in love with Jesus every day, a new day, fall in love with him all over again. It's worshiping the Lord when you'd rather be weeping. It's determining to lift your hands and the air and worship on the worst day of your life. It's opening the word of God and Just digging for treasure in scripture. Those are some of the secrets that I've discovered in living a vibrant life. But I think there are a couple more, like forgiveness, right? Choosing to forgive people who've hurt you, not hanging on to your pain. It's being kind in the face of cruelty. It's who we are as believers in Christ.
0: Some people might hear you talking now and go, well, that lady, she's got it all together and listen to her. And it's because her life has been perfect. And so can you share some of the struggle that you've been through, not to have us dwell on it, but just so that people understand that, well, you know what it's like to be in the valley.
1: I do. And I'm glad you asked that question because I am not Pollyanna with a Bible. That is not who this girl is. I'm a real woman who's walked through devastating pain And I've chosen to be joyful. So as you know, Therese, I went through a deep, dark depression when I was in my 30s, nearly a decade of being depressed. And the reason I was depressed was because of an infertility battle. I would get to between 12 and 20 weeks in my pregnancies when the babies would die inside of me. And it happened five times. Four of those little lives I held in my hand and the black hole was swallowing me alive. So there was that. And then seven years ago, my body was invaded by aggressive cancer. And I went through eight different surgeries vile drugs. Um, I was in the battle for my very life. I can't explain it to you, but that two and a half year battle with cancer was among the most joyful days of my entire life. And I found purpose in my journey. And then, you know, so many moms can relate to this, Therese, that the, the heartache of prodigals, right? That you raise your kids to know and love the Lord And your children become young adults and they say, "Uh, that's not for me. So my journey has not been perfect. It's not been a bed of roses. I have not tiptoed through the tulips, but I have gone through the fire and worshiped in that place. I've been in the wilderness and the word of God has fertilized me. That there are no excuses why you and I should not live vibrantly should not live with incredible joy and hope and peace because of the promise we've been given.
0: Jesus is such a great example to us in so many ways, but in just the way he lived his life, people were drawn to him. And by us having joy, living joy, you know, just being joy to the world around us, we can have that same effect on our culture.
1: Yeah, yeah that's so true. Teresa, I was flying the other day and they didn't board the flight. Till an hour and a half after the plane was supposed to go in the air. It was ridiculous. People were angry. They were cussing. They were yelling at gate agents. And I just decided the reason I'm here, the reason I've been assigned to this flight on this day, is because Jesus needs somebody. He needs somebody to bring in a little bit of hope. So I just started talking to people, Therese, and I just would say to them, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I, I know that this is frustrating to you. Um, just And and they would just look at me like, who are you? But that is why we're here. We are here to bring peace and joy to frustrating situations in life. It's it's our assignment, right?
0: What about on the days when you're just not feeling it.
1: Yeah. So on those days, you do it anyway. You push through the pain. You become what I call a defiantly joyful Christian. I have a joy that defies my circumstances. I don't feel like it on any day. Every day could be a hard day if I let it be. Every day could be excruciating if I let it be. But that's where we've got to tap into the power because it doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from our natural bent or from our humanity or from our personality. It comes from the power bestowed upon us when we say, Jesus, I want you. I want all of you. I want none of me. And all of you. So, Jesus, give it to me.
0: The word vibrant is a great word, an incredibly descriptive word, but it also is kind of a scary word for some people. I mean, talking about personality, some people are just kind of shy or a little bit more withdrawn, or maybe you're an introvert. How can you still be vibrant?
1: Being vibrant has nothing to do with your personality. You might not believe this, Therese, but but you know me, I'm actually an introvert. I, I, people drain me, right? Give me a book and a roaring fire and a cup of coffee and this sister is good, I'm so good. And so this um, call to live a vibrant life, don't make excuses that I'm an introvert or my life is hard. I live in a crummy house or I'm overweight or I'm divorced or um, nobody ever liked me. No, those actually aren't good excuses because when we partner with Jesus, he gives us his character. You know, it says in first Peter that we have the divine nature inside of us. What? That, that's extraordinary that, that the Holy Spirit and Jesus have given us his divine nature. So this call to live a vibrant life has nothing to do with our want to, our feel like it, or our personality. Listen, we all need more of Jesus. We all need his power. We all need the transformation that the word of God gives us. So that's where we dig deeply into vibrancy.
0: On those days when you just go, I don't know if I can. What is the first step? I mean, in just a very practical way.
1: Yeah. So the first step for me, Therese, is opening my Bible especially when I don't feel like it. And on those days, Therese, what I usually do is read a Psalm because David was gut-wrenching honest about his emotions. Um, he, He would say when he didn't feel like worshiping the Lord, but he commanded his soul to worship the Lord. So on the days that our friends don't feel like it, I would say open the Bible. A second thing to do is I turn on worship music. It blasts through my house, in my car, when I'm taking a shower, I listen to worship music because worship music helps us take our eyes off of our disappointment, our tragedy, our trauma, and puts it on his majesty and his glory. It surrounds us with who he is and that'll change your perspective. If you are in a funk, if you don't feel like being vibrant, if you're just sort of sick and tired, I have one more thing to tell you. Be kind to somebody today. Take your neighbor a new magazine, slip a single mom a $20 bill, tell your pastor you're praying for him, because human kindness is a game changer for all of us.
0: I think we forget that it's a fruit of the spirit. You know, and so in order to really manifest that in your life, you're calling upon the Spirit. And so if you can muster up kindness, well, then you can also muster up love and joy and peace and patience and all of the other things, including self control, which often gets left off at the very end, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think with that being said, that Spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, there is a battle going on. And the enemy, boy, he loves to just. He let's just take us a little bit off the mark. We can sometimes justify the way that we feel because of our circumstance. Oh, you're you're entitled to feel that way. You deserve this. I mean, those are words that sound like they're nice, like Christian sentiments, but they're just a little bit off the mark.
1: Yeah, you know, the prophet Jeremiah and his ver his words ring through the ages. Your heart is deceitful above everything else. So what Jeremiah was trying to tell us was, your heart doesn't tell you the truth. Those emotions that are stirring and bubbling in your soul, they're not birthed in all truth. One time I realized that the Bible talked about human emotions. So I, that year as I read the Bible, every time I saw an emotion in scripture, I circled it. And then the next year I went back through it. And I tried to discover what the Bible said about that particular emotion. And this is what I found out. Some human emotions are allowable this side of heaven. Others are not. There are some emotions that God says, don't go there. So fear. God says, do not fear. Don't be afraid. Fear is not an emotion that, that we should land on. another one is anxiety right? Be anxious for nothing. We don't get to be anxious one day of our lives, not in one situation. be anxious for nothing. Now one emotion we do get to experience is anger but we got to handle it appropriately. the Bible gives us framework for anger. we get to be angry for 23 hours and 59 minutes. And then it's got to be out of here. It's got to be over and done with. It's got to be settled. And so many of us bring the anger of 20 years ago into today. And God says, no, that's not healthy for you. One emotion we do get to experience is a broken heart because the Bible says that God is close to the brokenhearted. So if you're in a place of pain today, snuggle up to his presence. He will meet you there. He's close to you, even in your moment of pain.
0: What are your hopes for the conference coming up?
1: I hope that we will give women the tools to attack life with a vibrancy, with a bravado, with, with a moxie, that nothing will get in their way from now on, that they will live wholeheartedly for Christ and his unshakable kingdom. I, I hope that we will convince women, the, the women of our generation, that nothing should steal their joy, that there is no battle that should rob them of their peace, that when they're on their knees, they are in the most powerful position Known to humanity. I know what my assignment is. My assignment is the women of this generation. And I want to make sure that they have what it takes to stay in a place of joy, no matter what their circumstances may be.
0: The Vibrant Conference is coming to Life Church in Buffalo, New York, September 17th and 18th. If you've enjoyed this episode of Therese Talk, be sure to subscribe and look for the next episode on Tuesday morning. If you really loved it, consider making a gift to Family Life, the ministry this podcast is a part of. Just go to familylife.org and find out more about what we do. Did you know Family Life offers a variety of podcasts? Get up to date with Family Life news or enjoy some family time with Family Life Kids. There's The Sunny Side, a Family Life original podcast that shines the light of Jesus and 10 Minutes With, an interview program with faith-based artists and speakers. They're all free and on demand at familylife.org/podcast.